Hi, friend. You are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, a podcast created especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Janelle Wood, and while I have a background in counseling and ministry with women, the truth is I've been through my own seasons of questioning my faith. So if you've ever struggled with not being sure where you belong, or you felt like you were faking faith, or maybe a friend just shared this episode with you and you are feeling a little wounded or skeptical of all things God-related right now, welcome. This podcast is just for you. Finding Something Real is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. My passion is Jesus Christ, and for me now, After having been through some real ups and downs on my own faith journey, I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever. But don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys with you. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. Well, welcome back, friend, to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood. I'm so glad you are listening because it is December, and as you may know, normally on this podcast, every month we feature a different young woman and her faith questions, and throughout the month we invite Christian guests to come on and answer those questions with her if she chooses to be, um, if she chooses to come back for those episodes. But this month, since we're wrapping up the year and it's December. I thought it'd be really fun to do something just a little bit different. Um, Everything kind of starts to slow down. People get into this mode of the holidays, which I do too. I have a family and it's a really busy time. So everything kind of slows down in the outer world, but in the inner world, things are going crazy. And I just wanted to slow down and invite some people on here to kind of share a little bit about their ministries or share things that I love. because the truth is, I may not be able to get everybody I want on the podcast before the end of the year. And, uh, but I, I do want to share what they're doing, because I just am really grateful um, for the different people that I know who are doing amazing things for the kingdom. So if you are a young woman who's not sure about faith, I wanted to share this person with you here today. Um, I met her a few months ago at the conference that I went to in Ohio. Um, You may have heard me talk about um, the Cross-Examine Instructors Academy that I was just so blessed to attend um, and get to know a bunch of different people. And this person actually had reached out to me about transportation. We have like travel stories together and all sorts of things. And I'm just really grateful for the stuff she's doing. So instead of me sharing everything, I'll let her share a little bit. But this is Miss Titus. or I just call her Ty. Hi, Ty. Hello. <laughs> well, Ty, first of all, why Miss Titus? Um, now, when I first, first, when you reached out to me the very first time, I thought it was Miss Titus to you, but that's not it. <laughs> that Yeah, that's actually just my Facebook name because Facebook doesn't allow you to have like numbers and stuff. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I was like, what's, what's, pretty much something similar gets the same message across but isn't a number so miss titus to you but i got (laughs) that name okay my first name is ty right so that's pretty practical so i was trying to think of an instagram name what's my name gonna be on instagram because i don't want to be my legal name and 
a friend of mine was like, well, you know, they call women who um, minister or, you know, share the gospel with other women, Titus two women at certain churches. And Titus two talks about older women training younger women. So I just started calling myself Miss Titus too. That was before I even had like a YouTube channel or anything. So it hey, worked out. But you're not that old, Ty. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just waiting on somebody to call me out on that. You're the first person <laughs> to recognize that I'm, I'm not. Thank you for saying that, by the way. Thank you. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not old. She's I'm single too. No. <laughs> I'm single. <laughs> so yeah. Um. I'm not quite old enough maybe to claim the name yet, but I guess maybe it's prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we, we had a lot of fun in Cincinnati. I mean, uh, now r remind me again of what happened with the car situation. Cause that was pretty, that was a pretty was fun cool. thing. Oh yeah. Okay. So what I was his name? What was his name? Oh, we took pictures with him. I don't remember. I hope, um, I hope we meet him in heaven one day. Yes. <laughs> There was Hopefully a really a wonderful. Hopefully he's a believer. There but was yeah, a wonderful so, parking attendant. He was so nice. What was it? Avis car? Which rental place was it? I know it wasn't hers. I'm going to have to look up pictures. We'll put it in the, in the show I notes. I feel like it was Avis. Anyway, <laughs> if it was Avis, I always rent through Avis because their customer service is impeccable. Yeah. So, so yeah, we were supposed to just have a, a regular four-door normal mm -hmm. sedan. And I was like, hey, that's a nice one over there. He's like, you want it? I was like, <laughs> so he lets us, he lets us upgrade from a sedan to a, a SUV Audi, which the sedan was an Audi too, but you know, it was just, it was yeah. just a sedan. We got to, we got to upgrade for free to the <laughs> SUV Audi. And that was a sweet ride for the whole week, right? Was it It, it was so nice. You got to fit a bunch of people in there. You got to be a blessing oh, to other people. And the funniest thing was he messed with you for like five minutes before he let you out. I forgot about that. <laughs> he did. He's like, I don't know. Do I really mean it that you can have that one? <laughs> yeah, he was he was trying to act like I had reserved a hoopty or like a, you know, just not a cool car. And I thought, man, I thought I I reserved kind of a cool car, but okay. And then yeah. he was like, oh, this is yours. I was like, thank God, because <laughs> I couldn't remember. Yeah. Oh. Well, Ty, you're doing some pretty special things. Um, before we get into that, uh, well, actually, let's talk about that first. So tell me about your YouTube channel. So I have a YouTube channel that focuses on apologetics, urban apologetics, and pop culture from a Christian perspective. So I've been doing that for about, I think I started in 2019, so three to four years. I learn as I go. You know, some of this stuff is new information for me. And so when, when I learn something, I just share it with the world. And I've, I've had a really good time doing it. Okay. So for those who are listening, I, I talk about this a, a lot on this podcast, but every time we say this word, I know that it sounds like Christianese. Apologetics. How would you define what that is? Apologetics is defending the faith, and we get that word from First Peter three fifteen, where he says, "Always have an apologia or a defense for why you believe what you believe about Christianity." So, mm -hmm. that in a nutshell is apologetics: the study of defending the faith, or the art and practice of defending the faith. Yeah, in gentleness and respect. Yeah, that's uh, a good part. Yeah, yeah, and urban apologetics. What exactly is that? 
that is a little bit more specific when we're getting into cults that specifically target urban areas and cities. Um, so my friends who I, I I touch on it sometimes, but I have friends who are really like that's really all the the main type of apologetics they do when they're talking to Hebrew Israelites, Nation of Islam, people are who are into African spirituality, Egyptology, um, just all different types of cults and stuff. So wow. That, yeah. How did you get into all of this? Where does the passion come from? <laughs> I actually, um, I've been debating the Bible with people for years because when I was 12 years old, I went to a church that challenged the entire congregation to read through the Bible in the whole year or read through the whole Bible in one year. And so I did that like two or three years in a row. And I, I feel like it gave me a really good foundation for the Bible. So whenever someone like I can remember a teacher in school saying well how how did God populate the world when Adam and Eve only had two sons and I'm like that's not true right so that was probably my first apologetics debate I didn't even realize didn't even know what the word apologetics was but fast forward to um 2018 I believe it was I had a friend who went to the same church as me that converted to Hebrew Israelism mm. which is a it's a cult um, that teaches that African-Americans, those who are related to, to the people that came over in the transatlantic slave trade, they believe that we are the true Jews or Israelites in the Bible, and they base that off of their interpretation of De Deuteronomy 28. So anyway, mm -hmm. me and my friend from church, we're debating on a regular basis, like, the gospel <laughs> according to Christianity versus the gospel according to Hebrew Israelism. And um, although that person was still very much off and wrong in their theology, it also challenged me because I also was off in certain things too. Uh, thank God I was off in the non-essentials, not the essentials, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it did help me to um, take my, take my knowledge of the scriptures way more seriously. Cause I kind of thought I, I knew it because I had read the Bible, but there was so much that I didn't know. And so having those discussions just, it's like going down the rabbit hole. You're like, man, I thought I had it, but now I'm like, okay, this book leads to this book, which leads to this discussion, which is, so it, <laughs> it was definitely like a layered, um, a layered journey into apologetics. Every day I'm learning something new, but yeah, that's in a nutshell. That's how I got started. Wow. Now, were you young when you came to Christ then? Was that part of your culture growing up? Yeah, I grew up in a Christian household. Both of my parents are Christians and I was raised in a church, praise the Lord. Um, sometimes you feel like when you're raised in church, like you feel like you're missing out or like, man, I, I want to be like the cool kids. And now I'm just so thankful for it. But yeah, um, I was raised in church. So I have, I've always had a biblical perspective as long as I, for as long as I can remember, I think I came to Christ probably when I was eight or nine years old. So very young. Did you always uh, believe in the authority of the Bible or where did that come from? Because I know a lot of people and, and you are a younger generation than me. I, I just want to say she is young. <laughs> like a lot of people, including people in my generation, but also younger, you know, that's a big thing. Like, how do I know that I can trust the Bible? I was just talking to someone the other day um, She's like, I know that there's a God. I can see evidence of him all around. But how do I know what to believe after that? Like, how do I know that the Bible is actually the authority? 
How did you come to that conclusion, Ty? I guess it's cliche because people always say, well, if you're an, you're a Christian, just because you were raised in a Christian household. So I would say initially, I believe that the Bible was true because I was always taught that it was true. But then as I started to read it and to really um, follow the teachings of Jesus and, and compare it to the outside world, how I'm living my life versus how my friends with other worldviews are, are living their lives. It seems like Christianity is the safest bet, seems to have the least amount of consequences. That's just on a, you know, a practical, just living this thing out. But once I got into apologetics and I started to learn that Christianity isn't just a faith based on hope, <laughs> it's a faith based on history and facts and um that helped me to trust a book that I already trusted to start with. It just gave me more trust. So I hope that kind of answers the question. Yeah. Have you ever had, uh, you know, seasons in your faith journey where you've doubted your faith at all? I wouldn't say I really like dealt with like actual doubt. I think I've, maybe had like worries like, God, what, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm making all this stuff up in my head? What if I am just believing this because of what I was taught? But when you really spend time in the scriptures, you, you look at your own life, like you look at your own flaws and you just start to realize I am messed up. <laughs> I <really laughs> am messed up. Why, why do, why do I care that things are wrong with me? Why do other people care about the things that are wrong with me? Why do I care about the things that are wrong with other people? There's got to be a moral standard. So where does that come from? Mm -hmm. And if most worldviews are saying, well, it just depends on what you feel. It's like, okay, at that point, it's subjective. So that can't be right. Because if your opinion of wrong is different from my opinion of wrong, and there is no opinion of wrong, obviously that, that I just, that doesn't really make sense to me, but it does makes sense that we we have a creator who does have a moral standard and the things that he says we shouldn't do seems to be a good reason why he tells us not to do those things because the consequences are pretty bad so I'm sure a lot of this is more like philosophical but this is kind of how I like this is how I landed where I landed mm -hmm. and one of the other things that came up in that conversation I just had with this person uh, I said something about well it's all about Jesus and this person was like, well, what does that even mean? What does that even mean to have a relationship with Jesus? Do you feel like because of what you're doing on YouTube, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a second, that sometimes it can feel more like a study instead of a relationship, or is it both? And what does that look like? Uh, yeah, the temptation to do that is real. Um, sometimes I feel like, okay, Lord, am I reading this book because I want to spend time with you and like, you know, really get into a devotional and, and not just do my duty, but like, you know, having that intimate time with the Lord, or am I just doing that so I can put out a video? I sometimes like, I have to think of it. And so there are times when I'm just like, okay, Lord, I'm going to get up at 8am or 830 or whatever. And I'm going to read a few scriptures before I turn on my phone. And then there are, there are other seasons where I'm like, I'm just going to scroll. And I'm like, oh man, I didn't read. So I, I definitely have to um, discipline myself because sometimes it can become more of a study than, than an intimacy. And I think we need both. Mm -hmm. For somebody listening who isn't familiar with what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, um, 
what what does it mean to follow to follow Christ for you? For me, it means to to obey His word, to know His word, to trust in Him, and to trust that His sacrifice is what justifies me, not my own works, but also recognizing that. I can't live my life for God. It means sometimes even if I don't understand why he says not to do something or why Christians can't participate in certain things, I may not be able to explain that all, but that's okay. It's my job to trust him. It's my job to trust him even when society and culture says otherwise. So for me, it's about really knowing the Lord, submitting to him, repentance, um, I think that's key. A lot of people, they, they want, they say they want a relationship with God, but really what they mean is they, they want a God that gives them things and affirms them in every single thing that they do. And that's just not what we read about in scripture. Um, so I think it's both understanding that God loves you and died for you, but also understanding that God is a judge and he's righteous. And so what we do and how we live matters. Yeah. That's so true. I'm wearing a t-shirt now that I hope will be kind of um, like the theme of our next uh, next season. It's a little preview for those of you listening. It says, come as you are. And Revelation 22, 17, uh, it says the spirit and the bride say, come. And it's this invitation, right? Yeah. And I love this because Jesus invites every single one of us to come as we are. But he never leaves us that way. You know, this isn't yeah. the end of the story. It's an invitation. Yeah. Yeah. But then what That's I love good. about that scripture, Revelation twenty two seventeen, it's not just an invitation to those who are thirsty. It's also an invitation for Jesus to come, you know, come here. <laughs> I need you. Um, yeah, I just, I was reading some commentary on that today and I'm like, yes, thank you, God, that you don't I leave us. I love that shirt. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is, okay. <laughs> Okay, here's a little secret, and I don't think I'm going to edit this out. I'm just going to be honest. Okay, I have a bunch of girls coming over tonight to talk. This is being recorded in November. Um, we're having like a little local night talking about finding something real, and I'm just doing a little like uh, think tank, right? And so I was at this little coffee shop yesterday, and um, they had a bunch of gifts, and I'd seen this shirt a couple weeks ago, or a week ago, and I loved it, and it says, come as you are, and it's just um black lettering bold lettering on white and I loved it so much and I'd just gone and heard a sermon the preacher was talking out of Jonah the end of Jonah and he's like at the end of the scriptures what is it it's Jesus saying come come I'm like yes that's what finding something real is about to come I invite you to come on this journey you know and to all who are thirsty he gives you know the living waters and so anyway all that to say, I thought, you know what, I'm going to buy a shirt for myself. And then I'm going to buy one for my assistant who helps me get this podcast out every week. She's been so faithful to me. Tara, shout out to you if you ever listen to this. And then I just hired a marketing intern. I was like, I'm going to buy a shirt for her too, right? I'm like, these are their Christmas gifts. right? <laughs> okay, now listen. But here's the truth. Okay, that sounded like I was so nice. No, because then what happens is I wear my new shirt today. And I promptly stain it with some of my smoothie. Oh, mix. no. Yeah, turmeric. 
And so turmeric stains. And so then I spray it with this spray that I got off of Amazon, guaranteed to get rid of the stain, right? And then it gets rid of the stain, but it's like stained, like wet on my shirt. I'm wearing one of the shirts that I bought for one of the girls. <laughs> this is shirt number two. My husband oh, paid for two for me. I won't say a thing if you see the Lord knew that you needed more than that one shirt. <laughs> Sorry, Tara. You don't get one. Not this time. God's got a better shirt for you, Tara. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to go back to that coffee shop. But anyway, so oh, that Ty, so funny. that's a true story. Um, <laughs> Ty, your YouTube channel kind of has taken off, but you also have dealt with some controversy. I want you to tell me a little bit about your pop culture stuff that you're doing. Why are you doing that? And um, tell me what keeps you going. Well, I guess there's a few reasons. So I know that most non-Christians, especially those who are hostile to the faith, do not want to hear any Christians talk about Christianity. So I figure that talking about pop culture from a Christian perspective is a good way to get some fish right now I, I catch a lot of fish that are like wiggling around like throw me back throw me back <laughs> and you know a lot, a lot of people get upset with me but i'm like okay if they clicked on the video that means they have stepped into christian algorithm territory and if they're mm -hmm. watching my videos then they're probably going to be recommended videos from my other friends and all these other different apologists and Christians. So I'm just like, okay, maybe they'll be mad at me this week, but maybe 10 videos from now, someone will have offended them so much that they want to prove us wrong. And so I'm just hoping, you know, that it leads somewhere down the line. I don't know. I know the Lord works in whatever, <laughs> whatever way right. fits. So I, that's one reason. Another reason is I'm interested in this stuff. So um, when we talk, when I listen to YouTubers talk about like tips, how do you come up with content? Like, just talk about what you love. It's like, huh? Mm. So I don't have to be Gary Habermas or Jay Warner Wallace or Frank Turek. I don't have to have all this information. You know, I can take the nuggets that I get from them and put it in my content, but I don't have to try to be them because I'm not them. Mm. I don't have 30 and 40 years of seminary training and and apologetics research up here and i don't have to all i have to do is take what i've learned and try to put it in a creative way that reaches the audience that it's intended to reach and so i think it's been helpful i think christians have um have benefited from it because i i'm sharing apologetics and i think non-believers have been challenged and some of them some of them have come back and said like, you know what? I kind of see what you're doing. Doesn't necessarily mean I agree, but okay. So I, I don't know. I, I consider that as a win. So yeah. Yeah. What kind of pushback do you get sometimes? Uh, the famous line, you are a judgmental Christian, you know, <laughs> we're talking about come as you are. So they'll say come as you are, but they don't mean it the way that you yeah. mean it. They typically mean God will accept every single thing about me and he will not judge me because I'm supposed to come as I am. So it's made mostly those things, you know, you're, you're not perfect. So how can you tell someone else what to do or what to think? And, you know, it's, it's cliche stuff, but you see that comment a thousand times at some point, it just doesn't even <laughs> kind of yeah. 
rolls off your back. Uh, I loved the video you did about the Beyonce uh, thing. Now, did you get a lot of flack about that? Oh, so much. <laughs> so much. It was worth it. <laughs> now, tell <laughs> tell the listener what it was. What what did you do? So, I, you know what? I listened to Beyonce's Renaissance album. She had a song called Church Girl where she was just saying all this vulgar stuff, you know, talking about just, just nasty stuff. And I just thought, well, this is awful. And she took a song that was written by a very um, popular and well-known gospel group. She took that song and remixed it for this song and turned a song about being in the will of God into a song about promiscuity and just vulgarity. And so I thought that was awful. So I got off of work one day. I think it was like five o'clock in the afternoon. It was still the summertime. My hair is like all frizzy and stuff. So I'm just like, well, I'm gonna make a quick TikTok, you know, give me my thoughts or whatever. <laughs> so I uploaded to TikTok, nothing happens. Uploaded to Instagram, nothing happens. It was on YouTube for about 10 days and then the it just went off. So wow. as as of today, I think it's at like 550,000 views. But you know, I was <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. So a lot of her followers were, you know, upset with me because they're like, how can you judge her for mm -hmm. saying this or saying that? And most women in church are, you know, they're promiscuous and, you know, they're fakes and all this. And it's just, it's so sad, you know, because I know everybody makes mistakes. I'm sure that there are women in church who struggle with fornication and, um, you know, just self-control. That can be hard, especially when you're in a culture that constantly pushes Sec, uh, you know, sexual immorality down your throat, like, mm -hmm. okay, it's, it's going to be kind of difficult for anybody, whether you're a Christian or not to live in this kind of world. Right. But keeping that in mind, that doesn't mean that there aren't women who are who really are like trying to live for God mm -hmm. and who aren't faking it and who really do put in the effort to like, you know, be a Christian. Yeah. So I just, I wanted to give my side of things and and you do it in a gentle way. I, I, I That's what I find so, I mean, you're direct, uh, <laughs> but you do it in a way that's, uh, there's a gentleness there. I mean, even right now, as you're talking, you know, you obviously have friends who struggle just like I do, right? You know, we know and love people, but that's just it. It's a struggle. And you're mm -hmm. saying, no, this isn't about Jesus, you know, yeah. and here's where it's a little different. Yeah. And I think that that's important to point out and what you're doing is good work. In fact, it was so funny. I was visiting with a friend of mine recently and you had, you had made a video and I can't remember what it was, but it was so good. It was just like two weeks ago. I don't know. How often do you make them? Um, it just depends. Whenever I feel inspired, like I was trying to make a video last week and I was just like, Lord, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> so I didn't make anything last week, but um, I, I'm trying to get more consistent. So I'm trying to do at least, you know, several videos per week. Yeah. But what happened two weeks ago? Two hmm. weeks ago. Anyway, it was good, but you were just calling something out and, but she did it in a way that was right on. And I thought, yeah. So I showed it to my friend. She's like, I love this girl. I'm following her. I'm like, yeah, I know her. Maybe She's my friend. Maybe it's about church attendance. Thank oh, you. Oh, yes. Was it about church? Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was about because church attendance because <laughs> you were talking about like, <laughs> here, here a cry there a cry everywhere a cry cry but the way you did it it was like poking fun at yourself too it was just great and we're gonna put that link in the show notes too 
Thank you. Yeah, that that was actually somewhat of a TikTok beef between me and some random guy. So that that was that was a fun little back and forth debate. It, it was good practice. You know, the thing is that if some, you know, I, I want to say like some pastor, some, you know, like old, I don't want to say old guy, but not <laughs> old guy, you know, had said the exact same thing, it would have been just brutal right like everywhere cry cry like no <laughs> but you can get away with it and I think the way you say it it is in love like you genuinely care about hey god I, I want to represent who you actually are mm-hmm. and um and it, it was it, in a really beautiful way and she also does these great videos you guys the other day she did a video you did a video where you sang a song that I knew I was singing along with you I have uh I am a C, I am a C-H. And I was like, she's got a great voice. I'm a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N. And I knew the whole song and I had totally forgotten. I don't think I've sung that song since I was 10. (laughs) I was just dying. I just thought it was so great. That's when I reached out to you. I was like, she's going to be on the podcast. I just felt like, you know, again, growing up in church was always this thing where I I felt like people tried to get me to be ashamed of that. Oh, you, you were sheltered. And I was like, growing up in church was a great experience oh when I look at the whole picture so people have you know their different communities and they talk about the inside jokes of like growing up this way growing up that way I'm like I want to highlight some of the great things about growing up as a kid in church as a teenager in church and that song popped up to my popped up in my head one day when I I was getting ready for work and I was like, I'm good. I am going to put this in a video. I don't care who calls me corny because <laughs> this was, I don't know, it took me back and it just felt good. <laughs> it was so good. Are you willing to sing it? Because you have a really beautiful voice. Would you like me? Yeah, <laughs> I think you should. Special musical uh, here today. I remixed it. I made a gospel version today. Okay, go All ahead. Right. I am a C. I am a C-H. I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N And I have C-H-R-I-S-T in my H-E-A-R-T And I will L-I-V-E-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-L-Y <laughs> <laughs> And then I love it because in the video you guys have to go watch it uh, She like, you speed up which is exactly what we did. Like we just kept on doing it until he couldn't do it anymore. Right? I'm a C. I'm a C H. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> Memories like Veggie Tales, fam. Veggie Tales was like a whole move. Yes. It was a vibe. Well, not only that, but you know, when we add music to things, we remember them. You know, I think that's so compelling. You know, I in fact, I wanted to feature. I don't know if she'll be able to join me um, before Christmas, but. A friend of mine who does something called melodic, melodically memorizing, and she just adds music to every scripture verse, and she teaches people how to memorize just by singing, and it's beautiful. Oh. I know it's really cool. Um, yeah. So Ty, I love what you're doing. If people want to find out more about your ministry, um, how can they get involved, and how can they find you? Thanks. They can find me on um, my three main platforms are YouTube, Miss Titus 2. Um, Titus is spelled with a Y. So it's the book of Titus, but no I with a Y in the number two, Miss Titus 2. But on Instagram and TikTok, it's just Miss Titus without the two. So those are the best ways to reach me. I do plan on getting on Patreon. 
I'm still figuring out that platform, but I'm working on that. So, wow. And is it just you? Are you the one doing all the work behind the I'm scenes? I'm doing and all the work right now. And I, <laughs> I'm hoping that the Lord sends me some help or shows me who to reach out to for help because I want to step up my game, you know? Yeah. Well, if you are someone listening who's interested in what, what kind of things? Marketing, uh, video, right? Reach Thumbnails, out. you know, show me what equipment to get and how to use the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I just bought a bunch of equipment. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with any of this stuff. Oh my gosh. Fear of the gear is what they call it on Think Media. <laughs> yeah. Fear That's of the real gear. thing. That's a real yeah. thing. Well, Ty, uh, thank you for being on here today. And uh, I, I, like I said, I love what you're doing. I hope I get to see you uh, sometime in 2023. Um, what are you looking forward to the most for the holidays? What do you love about this season? Hmm. I love Thanksgiving. I love um, my mama's cooking on Thanksgiving. I love the smells. I love the Christmas holiday decorations and the lights. And I have two young nieces and, you know, just that age of six and seven years old, they're so cute. And like, everything is amazing to them and fun. And so I just, I love seeing that sparkle in their eyes. And so I'm looking forward to seeing them open up their gifts on Christmas and just, you know, spending time with family and all that. So the holidays are cool. I hope we get to see some snow this year too. We don't get it very often where I am. <laughs> Um, it's November 10th and we have snow on the ground and, uh, yeah, be careful what you wish for. You <laughs> see, where, see, I'm in the South. We get snow. It can be snowing at eight o'clock in the morning and by noon, it's, it's a distant memory. So. <laughs> distant. Uh, we may have to relocate. <laughs> All right. Final question for you. Uh, I always ask guests this at the very end of the podcast. The Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. Real is an acronym for those things. Restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. Of those gifts that we can find in relationship with Jesus Christ, and of course there are others, which stands out to you the most in your life right now and why? Mm, you said restoration. Eternity authenticity eternity. and love i think eternity i'm always thinking about eternity which is another reason why i have a youtube channel i know that the bible says that the road to eternal life is narrow only a few people find it the road that leads to destruction many find it so i'm always thinking about that when i post content because ultimately i want people to be born again hmm. um it's scary. Like there was just a, a hip hop artist who was killed last week. Um, and I listened to his music and it just sounds like someone who did not know God. Mm. 28 years old, lost his life over an argument that he wasn't even a part of. And so I just think how sad that is. Um, so yeah, eternity is a big deal. I know, no matter how hard life is right now, as Christians, we have something so much greater to look forward to. And I, I just want to spend the rest of my life telling people about that. Yeah. And inviting them to come. Right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yay. <laughs> Ty, thank you so much for being here. Miss Ty to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is right. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. 
This season, we are inviting young women to join me as they share their personal stories and ask honest questions or share objections to the Christian faith. We hope to feature a different story each month and then invite Christian guests on to share from their own journeys and experiences and maybe answer some of those questions in follow-up episodes. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that, but if you're curious at all at whether there's something real to be found in Jesus, I invite you to come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with Him. Until next time.